0: Aloha, this is Katie Minkus, and I'm the host of Hawaii Life's ProCast. And um, we're here today with Allison Wisdom, who is one of our um, agents on Oahu. And I'm going to start today with a quote from Simon Sinek. And the quote is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Um, Simon is one of my favorite authors, and this particular quote is from his book, Start With Why?, Um, This quote really speaks to me because I come from a place, the Bay Area, where the first rule of networking, or at any party really, is to ask, what do you do? I've pretty much always been a salesperson from Hanabata days when I sold my toys to my friends. I started dreading this question as an adult um, especially when I wasn't working or between jobs. For a while, I would make up answers like, I'm an exotic dancer, you know, or world traveler. And then after a while, I started getting snarky. And when people would ask me, "Where, you know, what do you do? I would say, you know, when? On the weekends or for breakfast? Um, anyway, when you're a salesperson and you're schlepping whatever it is that you're selling, People don't really care what it is you're you're doing they They don't care that you're a salesperson. It's not that impressive unless it's a product that they're seeking. You're pretty much a used car sales person, regardless of what industry um you're working sales in. So how do you get people to buy um what you're selling i I believe that passion is the key. I think that if you know why you are selling something, you'll naturally express your passion for it. Passion is contagious, and then people actually are willing to listen, and they're interested to at least contemplating buying what you're selling. In real estate, I believe we're not actually selling a product. The, uh, the as, as an agent, I should say, as a realtor, uh, the owner of the house is the one selling the product. The buyer is the one who's buying the product. What we do as realtors and real estate agents is we actually shepherd people through what's often the biggest and most stressful transaction of their life. So why do I do it? I do it because I want to make a difference in people's lives. Likewise, most of the realtors that I've met, they're they're helpers. They're doing it to support people, not to sell a house. So this quote by Simon Sinek, people don't buy what they do, you buy why you do it, is an important one, I think, for us to consider and to be thinking about, especially as we're selling real estate. So with that, I would like to introduce you all to my guest, um Allison Winsome. Um Allison, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I knew you were out showing property a little bit earlier to some clients and um how
1: how is how are things in your world today? <laughs> my world is is good today. A little a little crazy, but good. It's always crazy and that's what I like about it. <laughs> <laughs> good
0: I think we all have that in common. We we love the the chaos sometimes for sure. Yeah. So yeah. um let, let's talk a little bit about um your past. So uh to to start with, I, I know a lot of people probably listening to this don't um really have a clue as to um you know who you are and, and what you've done, what you did <laughs> um before real estate here in Hawaii. So I know that you owned an office furniture dealership in the D C area and I, I think you did it for ten, twelve years, something like that. Um before moving to hawaii so tell tell us what yeah. why did you do that what was that like um and and how did <laughs> running this office furniture dealership how did that prepare you for a career in selling real estate
1: okay, wow um I know that's a big question to start <laughs> off with <laughs> how did I get there let's see so um Well, I mean, on on one hand, like you said, sales is sales, you know, and uh, my sales career started a lot like yours did. And um, when I was a kid, I would go to my grandmother's house to visit. And um, one time she had a yard sale. And I'm like, oh, you can sell stuff for money? (laughs) 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 And so every every time I went to my grandmother's house, then I wanted to have a yard sale. Um, so yeah, I started out selling instead of my toys, like, you know, whatever I could find in my grandmother's closet. <laughs> um, I love that. So, That's great. <laughs> so yeah, I think, you know, as a, a born salesperson, um, but you know, I, I didn't intend to go to college for that. And, uh, I ended up in the army for a little while. And when I was getting out of the army, uh, I was looking for something to do and, Um, I'd had various, you know, kind of customer service and sales-related jobs through high school and college, Um, you know, from answering the phone at the pizza place to, um, you know, working in what was, you know, Starbucks before there was Starbucks nationwide. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, I did a lot of retail stuff. I did my time at the mall. So uh, when I was getting out of the military, you know, I I wanted to... um, I wanted to get out of what I had been doing, which was IT stuff, um, and sales was what I knew how to do. So, Got it. Um, I ended up connecting with an office furniture manufacturer out of Chicago who was looking to start their government sales division, and they wanted to – They all their requirement was, was somebody who knew how to sell and who knew their way around a military base and knew who to talk to to go sell uh, commercial office furniture, so – I did that for about a year and a half and, um, I learned that that isn't really how the business is done. It's not a direct sales thing. It's a dealership thing. Um, Mm. and all of the challenges about that. So, um, I decided to start my own dealership once I had made um, the connections and client lists and all that. And, um, I think I was like 25, 26 when I started that. And, um, yeah, kind of took it from there. Um, But like you said, you know, sales is all used car sales, Um, (laughs) and (laughs) nobody ever says, you know, nobody ever says they want to grow up and sell office furniture, so. um, True. You know, but I kept on doing it for, for various reasons, so. And what, what,
0: what, so I mean, you went from salesperson to then you owned, you know, the shop. And is there anything that you can point to? Are there lessons that you learned from, you know, bo- both sides of that business that, you know, uniquely prepared you to sell real estate? Anything um, that you can point yeah, to? I no? mean,
1: definitely the sales process, you know, that is, that this is a sales business. I think that's a mistake that people make, you know, getting into real estate, not realizing that it is sales. Um, and that I, you know, I ran my own business for 12 years, so you know, mm. I learned how to, you know, a, a, a one-woman shop basically. And then I would, you know, hire on contractors for various things, and um, you know, I, I just learned the business cycle. Though you know, I have a biology degree. You <laughs> know, I wasn't trained <laughs> in any of that stuff. Right,
0: right. So I, I what I'm hearing then is that. Um, being an entrepreneur, owning your own business, i mean that 's really what we do in real estate you You own your own business you're an, you, you your license is hung with Hawaii life, but you 're an entrepreneur you're running your own real estate sales business,
1: and yeah, so understanding absolutely. that
0: maybe you understand that concept a lot better because you had done that in
1: in your past life definitely, definitely, and just knowing yeah. you know how many cold calls it takes to make a sale and you know what that whole sales process looks like you know from um, the prospecting and the marketing and the relationships and the product knowledge and uh, the closure and then the contract side and you know in the furniture business the installation side and the product follow up you know the, the product follow up is a little different with a house <laughs> uh, sure <laughs> it's the same you know it's the same process
0: it's the same process yeah I love that that's that's really true um well that's great and then of course you moved from the DC area to Hawaii so uh, what that's a long way i just flew back <laughs> from new york and i mean i think that was an 11 hour flight and so
1: how did you move you know 6000 miles from um washington dc area uh well i i never en- i never meant to end up in the dc area um you know that was just sort of where my husband and i got out of the military and where there were jobs so We were, at that point in our lives, we were just doing the next logical thing, and um, it was logical to be there. And my husband came home one day and said he had a job opportunity in Hawaii, and it took me about six seconds to evaluate our whole life, our family situation, (laughs) my business situation, and say, okay, I think we should do that. So (laughs) we did (laughs)
0: That's wonderful. Um do you, do you think that you'll move back to the mainland or are you happy in Hawaii? Is this was it
1: everything that you thought it would be? Um yeah, in in many different ways. Um I you know, I can't say I would never move back to the mainland. I mean, I'm, you know, 40 couple and uh I've lived a lot of different places, but yeah. um I'm very happy with uh with where we are right now and where our family um what our family situation is and our community situation. So, you know, but on the other hand, I'm an entrepreneur and can't sit still. So, you know, I believe that there's possibility in, in every day, you know, an endless amount. So if somebody said, Hey, there is this fabulous, you know, thing in Tanzania, do you want to come try it out? (laughs) You might be be tempted. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: love it. That's, that's fantastic. So, um, Tell me, how how did you find your way to Hawaii Life? I I actually don't remember. I I have a feeling you probably called me up and said, hey, I want to talk to you. But how did (laughs) you you heard about Hawaii Life? Like what made you come and, and talk to us about working with us?
1: Um so I actually I did not call you. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I didn't. <laughs> I <remember. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh I, I had my real estate license briefly, uh, when I was living in Maryland in the D C area still. Um I had gotten kind of bored of my furniture business and wanted ah. to try something else. So uh I did get my license and I was working uh for a while with uh, you know, a thirty year veteran of the industry and she was acting as my mentor and I um you know she knew i was still running my other business so she had you know realistic expectations about that and um yeah it was a small boutique firm and it was like a family owned business and mm-hmm. um i think just from being on my own so much with my furniture business i knew that i didn't want a big box franchise thing um and I knew that technology was very important, having come from the uh, small boutique firm that wasn't doing that piece well. Um, so I started researching, and I actually looked into commercial real estate when I first arrived in Hawaii and learned enough. I went, went on a few interviews <laughs> and learned enough to <laughs> know that, that was not going to work for me. <laughs> you got and, it. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I stalked you guys online and uh I found <laughs> i I knew what I was looking for, you know, and i and yeah. I thought that I had found it, so I called up uh David Buck and introduced myself and asked for a meeting and um met with him, and then I did have a follow up meeting with you and Got it. um nobody nobody ever said no, so I kept coming back <laughs> <laughs> That's great, I love it. I love that you stalked us. that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about um, what's happened since then. So you've been with us about three years, and I think you know maybe in the first six to nine months, um, I'm pretty sure from what I looked up in the in the history in our CRM, um, you didn't have a sale, and then all of a sudden. You, if you're looking at the data, it seems like all of a sudden. I'm sure it didn't feel like that to you, but um, then the next 12 months, you sold, I want to say about eight million dollars, and then last year. I believe you sold somewhere around seventeen million dollars, and you know that's not a typical agent um trajectory, <laughs> so <laughs> I am quite certain that the people listening to this would be very curious to to find out you know how did you do that 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 seems like an incredible leap um what wh- what did you do like how did you um pull that off
1: <laughs> um well, a couple of things I think you know the first nine months um was getting I guess warmed up. I'm mean, you know, I'm not like a fast, you know, bull in the China shop. I'm gonna jump in and pretend like I know any everything and, you know, get out there yeah. and, and just, you know, I I work hard but I want to know that I know what I'm doing because one of my big uh I don't know, it's in my genetics is responsibility. So um mm. you know, I don't want to go out there without the right information and without knowing that I'm gonna serve a client very well. So, you know, it took me a little while to get comfortable and feel like I was knowledgeable about, you know, what I was talking about. Um, yeah. so there's that. Um, and then, you know, I wanted goals. I wanted to know, uh, what, uh, you know, a good agent with Hawaii life does. So, uh, you know, I think at the time somebody said, well, you know, average, you know, full-time agent or whatever, you know, aim for around 7 million or something like that. So, um, you know, I said, okay, I kind of had my, my eye on that number for, for after the, uh, the warm up period. And, yeah. you know, and then it ended up being 10. And I think that came by some typical sales things like, you know, fill the funnel, right. You know, you mm-hmm. make all of these contacts and you maintain them. And eventually, you know, something comes out the bottom of the funnel, right. So it takes time to fill that funnel and to, to start over in any sales position, you know, unless you're coming in with a book of business or some, you know, somebody else's book of business, it takes time. Yeah. Um, yeah, And for then,
0: sure.
1: I guess I think the other things were, um, you know, just getting to know you guys. You know, you had to know that you could trust me with leads, um, that I knew how to close. Um, you know, I had to up my credibility by using the systems, you know, and, and playing along, right? You know, if mm-hmm. you don't know that I'm doing what's supposed to be done, then why would you you know, give me great stuff to do.
0: Right, and trust you with business, yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So would you say that um, the the setting of the goals, you know, are, are you goal-oriented and, you know, having that number in the back of your head, was this something that you would wake up every day thinking about, or are you more of a, like, I my goal was $7 million and I put that in a drawer and didn't think about it for a year? Or how do you relate to your goals in that way?
1: Um, I don't think about goals every day in that way like i i'm not day to day routine oriented but um you know i'm i'm block of time routine oriented so yeah you know once a month i'll be like hmm, i'm going to look at my spreadsheet see if i you know how my, how my numbers doing what do i need to change you know reevaluate here um setting goals you know definitely helps me but it's more in the planning process side you know i very process-oriented. I like to plan. <laughs> so, I know you have you a know. big whiteboard
0: <laughs> in your office. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: well, I and have I have to whiteboard.
0: give you <laughs> – you told me about it. <laughs> and I, I do have to give you kudos because I feel like um, you were never shy to reach out to your brokers and say, hey, you know, I've done this now. What? Not necessarily what do I do next. I, I don't think you ever expected us to be like – Here's your checklist, and now you have to do this, but it, it seemed to me that you were always asking you know what what else can I do? How can I parlay you know this business that I've already done how how can I make that into more um and so I mean, would you credit that as as part of your success the showing up and asking for um feedback and coaching from your brokers yeah,
1: definitely um you know and Hawaii life isn't a company where you know, you guys are standing over my shoulder all the time, going, "Um, hey, you haven't hit your numbers today. What are you going to do about that?" You know, so it's up to me to take responsibility for my business and to figure it out. You know, and there are a lot of things I don't know, and I'm not, uh, you know, shy about asking questions about those things. Um, you know, or going out and getting education. So yeah, I know. You know, I've been working on setting up a team, and I don't know anything about teams. I don't know how. Real estate teams typically run. So I've asked a lot of brokers about that. And, you know, I've taken some like CRS webinars and things on teams and, and their organizations just to see what's out there. And not that mine has to be the same, but it's at least a jumping off point.
0: Right, right. Well, and you mentioned CRS, and I have to congratulate you. I know you just recently received your CRS designation, excuse me, designation. And um, I I believe that CRS is some of the best education that's out there for um, agents in the business. So kudos to you for doing that. Uh, and I, I do need to point out that there's a production component of c r s so some of these other designations that you can receive it's a matter of taking x number of courses and then you get the designation um c r s you have to prove to them that you've you know put into place your education and you have the you know sales um the literally the sales to a- achieve that to a- achieve their goals that they've set for you um and it's sort of a big deal and i and I'm glad to hear that they um were giving you some coaching in some, um, what do I say, some classes on teams. Because when I got my CRS back in the long, long ago, you know, teams weren't even a thing. I, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone was really talking about them. And now, of course, um, I, I probably Keller Williams is the one, you know, Gary Keller in his book. And uh, people are really focusing on teams. And, and I think it's, you know, the way that I see it is it's um, – As you pointed out, as an entrepreneur, you sort of have to do everything, and I think teams allow you to focus on what you do best um, and your skills, and then you hire people, hopefully, to your team that can do the things that you don't do so well, which I think requires an an element of subjugating your ego and and being able to say, no, not at all. That's realistic. (laughs) I love that. That's great. No, that's um,
1: absolutely realistic. And that's one of the things that I appreciate so much about Hawaii Life, actually, is that, um, you know, you sort of have the availability of a team in place already with the transaction management component, because that was one of the first, uh, you know, sets of tasks that I gave up. And I, you know, yeah. I appreciate all the details that transaction management ca- takes care of, and I appreciate their organization because those things are really important to me, but I also recognize that I don't have to do them and that, you know, my job is to be face forward in front of clients if I expect to make money, and when I am, whenever I am not that, I am spending money. So. Ah, yes, that that's that's a key right there for sure.
0: Is that why you're, you're exploring this idea now? I know you've been working on creating a team, and, and true to your nature, you know, you've been doing a lot of research and trying different things and really preparing, um, spending some time doing that. You know, is that why you're doing this? And what's that process been like? Is it a lot of trial and error, or um, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I think – Part of the the developing a team was recognizing what I don't do well. Uh, So I think it's important for me to know every aspect of the job and the sales process and what the client's interactions are going to be, but I don't necessarily have to do all of them. So Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: handed off the transaction management portion um, easily, Um, and then I got to a point where, you know, I was busy enough with clients where I was out, you know, in front of them during, you know, daylight hours. And then I had to come back to my desk and do all this work. And I ended up being up till midnight, scheduling showings and trying to put together a mailing and whatever other, you know, smaller tasks needed to be done. And my quality of life was suffering. So, um, I decided Ah. to, uh, take on an administrative assistant. So she's been fabulous. And she gets all of those things off of my desk. And um, she's the kind of person that loves detail. She gets excited when she makes an awesome spreadsheet. And, you know, I. Yeah, can I hire her? Great. <laughs> great admin, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate Breakfast. all of that. Oh, yes. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's great. But no. That's great. So,
0: yeah, what are you looking for now in your team?
1: Well, I I realize I'm getting to the point where, you know, now I have actually too many clients. So, okay, somebody's got to, you know, it's not just the smaller tasks. Now I can actually, like, pick and choose clients to work with. So, Uh, you know, I could either then refer out that business where I have a limited amount of control over it, which, you know, I will admit to being a control freak Um, (laughs) and – (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, if I'm confident in my team, like I'm very confident in TM, I'm very confident in my admin. If I have that confidence in other people, then I am I will fully let go, you know. So yeah. I thought, you know, if I can have somebody who I can train to do things the way I would do them, that will service a client the way, you know, uh, that would be my standard of service, right, then right. I would be happy to pick and choose clients. Because I feel, again, back to the responsibility thing, you know, responsible for the business that I've generated. So, you know, I brought this person in. I did whatever marketing. I put myself out there to draw this person in, and I can't just say, "Mm, nah, you know, I'm not not up for helping you right now. But I can (laughs) give them a fabulous person to work with who would do it like I do. Yeah. Yeah, got it.
0: Okay, great. Well, obviously, I wish you all the best, and I'll be so curious to see over time how that all works out for you. But I I think if anyone can – really make a team great. I, I mean, you're you're a natural-born leader. I've, I've watched you over the years, and, and I think you'll be very successful with, with this new venture in your business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, um, <laughs> yes, of course, absolutely. Um, so back to the sort of education piece, which I think is so important that people understand. You know, I see so many agents who come into the business and they sort of just think that um, maybe if they just sit floor, people will walk in and they'll get their, you know, some client and then, you know, money will rain from the, from the sky. Um, I I wanted to ask you about um, fiddlehead. So, you know, we have fiddlehead training at Hawaii Life. You were part of the inaugural group. It was a year long uh, commitment and uh, it was really, really fascinating. And uh, Matt and I really started this from the standpoint of, and I think you had, Already, some of this training we've we've talked about that. But it, back to the basics of really sales—you know, sales, negotiating. How are we communicating with people? A, a lot of these things that, as realtors, if, especially if you come in as a second career, you, you just don't get that education. And in fact, um, the state doesn't allow us to uh, throw education. Like, for example, you can't do a CE and. You know salesmanship um and that's a that's really run by the state laws, which is fascinating they They don't want realtors to have an advantage over the general public because they know how to sell it It's a fascinating <laughs> thing, but anyway so we we created this fiddlehead training and and I believe that there were 12 participants from all around the state, which obviously gave you an opportunity to meet other Hawaii Life agents from different markets around the state. And all of our markets are very different. Um, but tell me a little bit about, you know, wh- what you got out of it. Like, could you name one or two top things that you really that you felt enhanced your business from being part of that training? Uh, you know, what in other words, what what made the the time and the monetary investment? Because there is a monetary investment that goes into education and training on, in any industry, what, what made that worth it for you? Mm-hmm. What, what was it um, that you learned? Maybe one or two things.
1: Well, so it, there was an education component, um, you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, I can take a class, right? You know, there's information available. Um, but yeah. I think that the difference with Fiddlehead and for me was just having that ability to – um, understand a broader perspective of what's happening with the company across the state. Like in my day to day, I'm focused on my business and I'm faced, you know, out toward the client and um, you know, out in the world. Right. But I need to yeah. know why I'm doing that and the in the the direction that my business is headed in. And that's what I got a lot of from fiddlehead because, you know, while we're independent contractors to Hawaii, like, we're, representing Hawaii life. We need to be on the same page with the same message as Hawaii life. So, you know, we need to understand what's important, you know, to you, to Matt, to, you know, what's happening on the other islands. And that's a lot of what I got out of Fiddlehead was, you know, the the 20,000-foot perspective.
0: Ah, that's interesting. And I've heard a lot of – talk to me a little bit about the camaraderie. Unfortunately, I had to miss because of my broken foot – the um, retreat, and I know that, that that's a huge, you know, camaraderie type of event, but, you know, a lot of uh, those of you who have been involved have talked about that. What, what was that like to meet the – literally <laughs> meet the agents from <laughs> the other islands?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was just a fabulous uh, retreat and experience anyway because it really – it was a true retreat having no cell phone service, which if you can get <laughs> your yeah. filters in a room – Without using their cell phones, that's, you know, a miracle in itself. (laughs) Definitely. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think we, first of all, from a, a, you know, business perspective, now I know who works in those markets on those islands, who's doing business very well, and for referrals, passing those back and forth. You know, I've had several referrals of clients from uh, fiddlehead members. So, Obviously, it's great That's agree,
0: and, and maybe then, a level of trust between between you because you've been through this experience together, or is
1: yeah, that accurate? absolutely. And I instead of just picking somebody out of the lineup, you know, by their geography, I know you know who I can trust with a client, right? Who's really likely right. to close. So right, um, exactly. Yeah, and then um, I guess. For example, uh, you know, Jeremy Sice was in uh, my fiddlehead group. And at the same time, you know, he's running a, a team on Maui. And uh, at the same time, I was looking at how to start a team. So that was somebody who's not a competitor with me, who is, um, you know, doing something like I might want to do. And now I've got, you know, this person I can really ask about their experiences and learn from that, you know. And we're, I, we're I have
0: these. to assume he – sorry to interrupt you. I have to assume that he was forthcoming with, you know – do this, don't do that, or here's a tip for you, or, you know, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. He was awesome with that. I love that. That's really
0: great. <laughs> um, okay, so we're almost out of time, and, and I always say I'm really committed to making sure we don't go over, and, and I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, wasting your time. It's it's obviously very valuable. Um, so one last question. What are you most passionate about in real estate you know wh- why do you do what you do I shared that you know i for me i i want to make a difference in people's lives, and th- that's very specific toward me, even though I think most of us as i said are helpers um what is it for you what what why do you why do you do what you do money no it's <laughs> <laughs> just a positive deck. I'm so
1: cute <laughs> no all, i i. I know you're kidding. <laughs> it's sales, you know. It's sales. Mm-hmm. There definitely is that aspect to it. However, you know, I would not be as happy, you know, selling a lot of other things. Um, I do it because I I love the lifestyle um, that I have, mm-hmm. and that that means I, I spent, you know, all of those years putting humans in cubicles, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I prefer to be a, uh, free range human.
0: You know? <laughs> I love it. Free range. human.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not in my box, <laughs> not in an office, yeah. you know, I like to be, you know, moving. In fact, I'm, I'm pacing as we're talking. So <laughs> I love it. I, I, I just, love it. <laughs> I like my day to day you know every it's different every day, and I'm solving people's problems every day so and yeah. and that's what I like to do. I like um, being responsible for people's um, you know goals right Some people yeah. have trouble reconciling um, you know how do you sell somebody something when you're supposed to be representing their interest right mm-hmm. and th- the way I see it is the client has hired me to Um, meet their goals, and their goal is, you know, to find a house in this price range that they like, right? So if they're happy when it closes, then I've done my job, and I've represented their interests.
0: Got it. I love it. That's such a great way to put it. That really is. Um, Allison, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Like I said, your time is valuable and I know you're busy and you're probably going to hang up and walk out the door to five more appointments this evening. So um, (laughs) thanks for your time. This was really, really great. And um, I do appreciate your loyalty to Hawaii Life. And I I really am so excited for you and and what you've created and to see what you're going to create in the future. Awesome.
1: Thank you, Katie. I appreciate the invitation. You got it. Okay. Aloha. Aloha.